We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by The Lizard, Lucy Elica. To be more like Lucy, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. His back is strong, his beard is thick. Wonders what makes people tick. Joe Marler and his show. Joe Marler, here we go. Hi, Tom Fordyce is here. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your new version? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I wanted to tr- I wanted to mix it up a bit. Don't mock it. Go we got to evolve. We can't revolve. I mean, dissolve. <laughs> oh god, it's going badly. Try again. Hi. <laughs> Hi. This is <laughs> Hello. This is Tom Fordyce and then you do the next bit. It's so bad. And this is Joe Muller. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Joe and Tom here from the Joe Marler Show. How are you, Tom? <laughs> that was, if possible, even worse. Joe, I've got a question for you. Go on. So the studio we're recording in today, I don't know if you've been to the toilets, there are unisex toilets. You walk into a corridor of possible doors. I think there are six or seven doors. When you went in, how did you choose which door to use? The one that was open. Let's say they're all open. Oh, okay. So you want me to lie then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So... They're all open. Mm-hmm. I just follow my nose. If I get the sense that someone's taken a massive dump in one, I avoid it. Would you never strategize it and think, I won't do the first one because most people will do the first one because it's the closest one? I do that with urinals. Yeah. Don't think I've ever done I'd never really had as big a choice. A lot, of, isn't it? Of uh, toilets. Some, in fact, at uh, Cobham Services, there's a plethora of traps available <laughs> to me. So... Um, but I rarely take a shit there. So this is quite new to me, so I don't really have a strategy. What's yours is... Wouldn't go number one, no. too popular. Then I flip it around, wouldn't go six, because too many people might think, not going to go to one, going to go to six. Three is... I'd probably go four. No, because no. you're basing it on the fact that people think like you. So therefore, if, you, if you're not going in one because you think too many people are going one, and you're not going in six because people will go in that one because there's they're not going in one then they're going four they're, everyone's going in four what about two what the fuck does it matter <laughs> <laughs> one more question along these lines Joe before we get our guest on today the scenario is this you've walked into Cobham Services there are five urinals yep only one of them is occupied mm-hmm. it's the far left mm. which urinal are you using one next to the one that's occupied are you yeah I, I one of my favourite things is to make people feel uncomfortable in a nice way and I think urinals are a good way of doing that, especially considering I'm never going to meet that person again. Um, so I don't actually know why I'm making them feel uncomfortable, apart from for my own perverse reason. And also I get to maybe check out what they're packing. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been made to feel uncomfortable by Joe Marler in a urinal situation at Cobham Services, do get in touch. In the meantime... There's Joe- a helpline, is there? <laughs> Fuck's sake... In the meantime, Joe, 
our weekly reminder that listeners can now grow the show on Apple. For a single pound a week, you can get a version of this show which doesn't have adverts and is, in fact, extra long, sometimes 20 minutes longer, but still loaded full of all the good stuff. You can also do the same on Spotify. Check the link in the episode description. If you are, by contrast, on Apple, look for the button that says, Joe... Grow the show. Grow it. Grow it. Grow the show. Shall we get our guest on today, Joe? No. And I'm only saying no because it rhymes with grow the show. No. So, yes. Our guest today is called Paddy, and he used... Used. Why is used not got a T in it? Yeah, that's a very good question. You don't say used. Oh, yeah, you There's do. many words in the English language, Joe, that aren't spelt as they're pronounced. Say used. If I used to be on this show, say that. I used to be on this show. Yeah, that's going to be a reality soon. Mm, thanks. Carry out with your phone. Do you want to introduce intro- our... Oh, yeah, our sorry. <laughs> our guest today is called Paddy, and he used to be a bouncer. Boom. Hello, Paddy. How are you? Hello, Joe. I'm well, thank you. Very well. I don't want to state the obvious from the start, but is that your real name? Well, Patrick. Okay. But- okay. <laughs> but Paddy, I don't know. Uh, what was that um, TV programme? Phoenix Nights. The bouncers were called... Max and Paddy. Max and Paddy. I used to work with a Max. As a bouncer? Yeah. Fuck off. True story. <laughs> Wind up? That's real. That's true. So that's your real name. You used to work with someone called Max. Max and Paddy the bouncers. Yeah. Wonderful. Are you a protector or are you an aggressive, protector. horrible, nasty piece of shit that just wanted to express that? semi-legally as a bouncer uh, a protector on the oldest of six so ah. i just felt obliged there's something in me joe that makes me want to look after people i thought that when i you've, although there's these stereotypes i have in my head about bouncers where you go roid heads all fucking ripped to shit you know massive right they've always got always got a fucking chip on their shoulder and i don't know why i'm fucking talking in my voice but just slightly more bouncer voice Do you know what i mean yes you fucking you ain't coming in you fucking pretty and all that lot that they've always got a trip, but that's not the case. More often than not, it's it's you being a protector and actually wanting that side of it. Rather yeah. Than- well, it's, you say wanting. That's it. I got invited to do it by a mate of mine who had a door company. I think he was short of a few guys, and I used to play. I used to work with him during the day job, and then I played rugby with him at the weekends. And he was like, uh, "Do you need some extra money, like saving up for a house?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. What do I have to do?" And he was like, "Well, you're good at talking to people. Come and." talk to people on the door of this pub for so the fact that right. he said the, f- the first thing he said is you're good at talking to people rather than you're a massive unit you can punch people's lights out well I'm not a massive unit for a start and I'm shit at fighting <laughs> so how tall are you Paddy? 5 foot 7 <laughs> if you're, I'm you're, on my but you're built you're a former prop you've got some, yeah, some you're, muscular you're pretty broad this, this is pies and posture gentlemen I've got to be honest it's not it's not muscle anymore <laughs> it may have been once but it isn't now but that's interesting. So he he was like, do you fancy coming and earning an extra couple of quid? Yeah. Because you're a good talker. So is that a better angle to go down as a bouncer than it is just hell for leather? Yeah. Yeah. Why go hell for leather if you don't need to? If you can just be nice to someone, they go, oh, sorry, mate, and walk off. That's much better for everybody involved. The punters want that. The pub wants that. The landlord wants that. The bloke stood next to you as another bouncer wants that. Nobody wants a scrap. Unless you desperately want the scrap, in which case it's oh, fair enough. Tom, have you had any uh, troubles with uh, bouncers? You ever, you know, the troubles Joe, that I've, run-ins. The troubles that I've had with bouncers have been more around me trying to get into a venue and the bouncer 
um, deciding that the clothes or the shoes I'm wearing oh, were unsuitable. Too old. Unsuitable. Just unsuitable. Oh. <laughs> for the venue. And the weird thing about this, Paddy, is often the places that don't want to let you in are the sort of places you don't really want to go to anyway, but yep. fundamentally they're the only place still open. I've seen that loads. And there were a couple of nightclubs and one big one. That what was, was the name of the nightclub? Decent. The Sound Exchange. Was, <laughs> uh, I know, it's catchy. Uh, the Sound Exchange was one that was open for a while. There was a pub slash bar called The Slurping Toad that used to work at that was open for ages. And that was open pretty late. But basically, if you were under the age of 25, you went to the club the sound exchange but they didn't really have a dress code because it's a club for youngsters but everywhere else that you wanted to drink beforehand did and we're uh, talking your classic uh no sm- white shoes no white shoes no any shoes. trainers it really depended on what you look like in the trainers if it went with jogging pants then not, no deal but where do you stand on this joe because i used to when i lived in peterborough the club there was terrible but it was what was it called it was might have been a manhattan's <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that. It was clearly had a name that had nothing to do with Peterborough or the Fens. But there would become a point in the evening where it was the only way you could keep drinking. Yeah. And then I would find that whatever I was wearing was in some way unsuitable to get into. So you'd have a conversation with the bouncer where you'd bounce, the bouncer would go, you can't come in, you're not wearing shoes. And you'd go, how are these not shoes? And realise that that tack wasn't going to get you anywhere. And then they'd go, you've got to have trousers. And you go, well, how are these not trousers? It's like if you... If I showed the average person in the street these things on my legs and asked them to describe them, they would describe them as trap. It didn't get me very far. Yeah, I'd say the smart Alec approach <laughs> is you're really going to struggle. Once a bouncer's made up his mind, surely you're like, mm, yeah, there's no getting around this. Not even if you slip in, uh, it's 50 quid, mate. Could you always yes. get in? What was your local club, Joe? My first experience <laughs> was uh, I was 17. It was my first week at Quinns. It was first full-time uh, academy contract at Quinns. And I went to Oceana in Kingston on the academy night. End. I know, on the gyratory in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's now called Prism. And so we'd gone in. Uh, somehow, I don't know, I don't think they really checked my ID probably. Well, they clearly didn't or just let me in. And uh, we were getting a bit rowdy and then one of the boys got particularly rowdy and then he got dragged out, taken out the back and I was like, fucking hell. Lads, are we going to go with him? And it was our first week, and the other boys were, how do we describe slightly more wet behind the ears, you know. Gotcha. Very privately educated, like, actually, we're all right here. We're, we're not the ones getting kicked out, so we're fine. I was like, oh, all right, fuck you lot. So then I went out to go and help him out. I got out the back, and he was fucking being filled in by these bouncers. And I was like, oh, no, right. Immediately, I've had a few drinks, and in case you don't know, I've got slight anger issues. And uh, I was like, fuck off, leave him alone, you blah, 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 all this lot. And immediately, they dropped him and jumped on me, and I went, oh, no, that was a bad, bad idea. But where the scuffle had ended up, the queue was out the front of it, and I was then pinned in front of everyone queuing up. I had one on each arm, one in each leg, and I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh, my God. And I think that's where my claustrophobia started, actually. That was the experience. And as soon as I realised I was in trouble here, I was I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. Please get off. I can't Broke breathe. straight away. <laughs> I can't breathe. Get off. Get off. And then they called the police. They're holding me down. They've uh, taken my wallet out and all that lot, and... Checked my ID and realised I'm underage. So they've put me in the back of the police van. And they've gone, look, they're not going to press charges, mainly because they don't want to open up a can of worms for letting an underage kid into a yeah. in a nightclub. I was like, okay, cool. 
ever since then i've been nothing but nice to bouncers that's actually bollocks i'm just <laughs> other stuff's coming to mind now <laughs> what's the worst thing you've said whilst under the influence joe to a bouncer the most recent one was we were playing ulster away and we'd had a few drinks we had a great night but then the younger boys obviously want to carry it on and nothing ever good really happens past 12 if i'm honest when you get to a certain age you're like and i was like all right yeah we'll come so danny care was with me and he's like come on we'll go for a few and it'll be fine you know and i really didn't fancy it and we get into this club and the other boys had already got there and they're in like the vip section and i was like i'm not really about club i'm not really down with this and as soon as i walked in me and dc tried to walk behind the barrier bit with the other boys and the bouncer was like no you can't come go in that bit you you've not got a stamp on the thingy and dc gone and i went dc this helmet but and i said this helmet behind me says we haven't got a stamp so we can't get in this this cockhead behind me just here so he could hear me and with that <laughs> straight around the throat got the other one put me in an arm bar like lock and i was like yep, yep. no worries just see you later boys <laughs> I'm off out. I was literally walked in, turnstiled straight back out, and I was actually happy as Larry because it meant I had an excuse to go to the kebab shop next door and just be like, <laughs> night, boys. Yeah. All the best. You know, I think I've learnt my lessons with that. What about you, Paddy? Like, Are you always on guard from the minute the shift starts? Yeah. Are you always trying to suss people out? Yeah, you, you can't help it. It's not even difficult to do. To so be what honest. do you see then? What's what's the first sign of danger? It's your spidey sense. It's a bit weird. You <laughs> notice stuff going off, and you don't realise until afterwards the thing you saw, the behaviour. Uh, you'd have what the police would refer to as a profile subject behaviour. So how are they stood? What are they doing? Are their hands clenched? Are they not? Are their movements rapid? Are they slow? Are they relaxed? Are they tense? It's like you can tell when someone's walking down the road and they're lost because they're looking. They'll look at something for a while and then stop and then look somewhere else, and then look again, as they're trying to figure stuff out. And you just go, oh, you're lost. You haven't spoken to them. You've got no idea. It's the same in a pub. You look at someone and you go, all right, you're a prize clown, aren't you? And you are about to do something. I just don't know what yet. And you'll see them clenching their fists, or they'll be agitated and just moving quickly and looking around, not dancing. Uh, and you're like, right, okay, there's a problem here. I don't know who it's with yet, and I don't know what the problem is, but that person is about to kick off. So you go over and try and have a conversation with them. If you got there first, great. If you didn't, then you went over and you pulled them off the person they were trying to wallop. Um, but inevitably, you'd spot something. You'd just see their body language was changed. Well, let's have a go at doing this. And Joe, I would like you to be, you haven't had a fight yet, but you are in an aggressive mood. Am I the bouncer? Paddy is the bouncer. Oh, and fuck's he's, sake. You never go at being Don't a bouncer a little bit that. later on. Um, Paddy, so you're trying to do you're trying to do some prehab here. Okay. So you're looking at Joe and thinking he's clenching his fists, he's got that look in his eye. He's going to do something at some point in the next five ten minutes. Yep. Go. Hello, mate. How's it going? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Who are you here with? You look like you're on your own. What's going on? Yeah, I'm on my own. Oh yeah, not waiting for anyone. Just waiting for a mate. Sorry. <laughs> Sing that clip. This bloke stuck in a car. No, uh, no. Actually, I don't have any friends. So don't have any friends. I'm out here trying to find some. Oh, cool. Well, look, get yourself a seat at the bar. Get a beer. Have a chat. I'll be along. We'll have a conversation later. I'll see what's going on. Oh, that's really. Oh, wasn't that? Nice? That's really nice. So there was no. I was. There's no animosity whatsoever. No, there was no. He only you know wants a friend. <laughs> what Paddy didn't do there, Joe, was escalate it. Did he? His voice was nice and calm. There was no, oi. There was no, fucking hell, mate. It was all 
La 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 la. You've probably been in in these situations less, Tom, where you go to places and the bouncers immediately go fucking out of this lot. Being a big bunch of rugby boys, they're like yeah. fucking hell. Yeah. We're we're gonna have to make contact with them early doors. Yes. What well, what's your reaction to that? You get a group of eight, nine big lumps in. Wait, Are you immediately well, suspicious? Lucky. No, because I used to play rugby with them. Yeah. And generally, my tactic there was ask who the captain was and just go, mate, there's not many of us on tonight. Yeah. If I need a hand, can I give you a nod and you and your mates can come over? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah. And that was a massive boost for the ego. They loved it. And then they were on your side and you go, yeah. right, I don't need to worry about these guys and their hangers on now. I've just got to worry about everyone else that's coming in. So the but, technique is to infiltrate yeah, and manipulate all, yeah. and, you know, prey on the ego. That has happened to me where they've gone, oh, all right, mate, yeah, how you doing? Great to see you. And immediately felt like I'm one of the bouncers now. Yes. They're like, you know, if it, just help us out if there's any trouble. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, no worries, mate, no worries. Yeah. And then you feel, I don't know, more important because you're like, don't worry, mate. Don't, yeah, I got this. Don't, uh, no, I'll sort them. I'll sort them. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, sweet, sweet. And then we, you know, sit down. No, 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 don't worry. They're just, do you know, you, yeah, yeah, I guess that's the that best way time. to. That's exactly how it happened as well. <laughs> like the front row would just go, oh, I've got this, mate. I've got this. And you're like, brilliant. Thanks. Yeah, until we yeah. get to, until we yeah. get too pissed. And then you're like, oh, God. It's at that point, I just come over and go, mate, you're shit-faced. Yeah. Take a seat, chill out, and uh, I'm not going to call on you anymore. But if you're up and dancing and being a dick, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And frankly, you were my helping hand earlier, so if you could just chill out over there. Guilt as well. That would sort me out a treat. <laughs> and then I'm not going to get a bollocking for you guys just being here when you're drunk, because obviously it is an offence to be drunk in a pub. What? Say that again. It is an offence to be drunk in a pub. Cannot sell your alcohol to the point of intoxication. You're allowed to drink. But Actually, it's got drunk. that sign above most bars, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a question. What sign has it got above a bar? Usually it's got, this is belongs to the premises of um, Peggy Mitchell. doesn't say don't drink alcohol in here. It's the point of inebriation, isn't it? So what happens, right, let's say the softly, softly approach hasn't worked, Joe. And, Paddy, you need to physically get involved. All right. What is the first thing you can do let's go through the stages like, like what's level one of getting physically involved ask you to leave by putting a hand on your back and gently guiding you to a door that does one or two things get your hands off me that get your hands who walk. the fuck are you touching there we go it does that and at that point you slip your hand from down the back to the belt and grab it with the other hand pick him up and run <laughs> Sorry, when you uh, said right, slip my slipped. hands from yeah, your back it was just the, the use belt. of the word slipped. Just really caught me off Practice. guard. I went fucking hell. Where's it going with this? So I've kicked off. Yep. I've decided fucking I'm getting really leery now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm refusing to leave. Okay. I've then started physically pushing you okay. and starting on you. Yep. Are you legally allowed to whack me? Common law, yeah. Self defence. I'm allowed to do. Oh yeah. Basically, what I want. So long as it's my honest held belief that you are a constant threat to me and I can't do anything to remove the threat but fight you. And I have to do whatever's reasonable in response. So if you're on the floor covering your head and I'm kicking you in the head, that makes me a prize <laughs> cock. Uh, I'm not allowed to do that and that is not legal. But if you've come at me swinging at me as a bigger bloke and I've just gone, ah, shit, and I get a lucky shot off and knock you out, absolutely fine. So you, that's just completely... That's common law. That's anyone in the country can do that. Oh, so it's not just... It's not you don't have special... Bouncers have no Although when you laws. say, oh, you need um, it's reasonable... self-defence under common law, and it's a reasonable and proportionate response. But you're sober. 
There's yeah, no yeah, way yeah, of me, if you whack me, there's no way of me then remembering or being in a position to go, well, I, th- I think he ra- whacked me unreasonably because I was intoxicated. Well, that's that's the thing. And that's where a lot of cock bounces kind of... <laughs> there, you I like get, this there we go, the cock bounces. Yeah, because you said earlier, it's always about protecting... No, there were quite a few people who just had, you know, who just were big and hard and wanted to show you that every weekend and thankfully i didn't work with very many of them but they definitely existed and if they didn't like the look of you they all they had to trade on was their reputation as being tough so they just lamp you now if you were drunk the next day oh, i got hit by a bouncer why was that you might go oh, i probably deserved it actually sometimes you don't because there are plenty of cocks out there but if you did deserve it and you went and made a complaint about it well the police would just go well, what were you doing at the time? Well, I was drunk in a pub, and they go, are you sure you didn't deserve it? Uh, right. And the answer is yes or no, <laughs> and then it goes from there. But if you made a mess of somebody fighting as a bouncer, there would definitely be a police investigation. You'd have to prove that you were doing it either in self-defence or what have you. But you can't just go around lamping people. That's not cool. Do you know why they're called bouncers? No clue at all. No clue? No. Do you know why they're called bouncers, Tom? You're looking Tom? very pleased with yourself, Joe, which leads me to suggest that you've Googled it. I haven't fucking Googled it. I haven't Googled it, mate. How fucking dare you? I learnt this when I was... Um... Well, I've Googled it, so I want to see if you come out with the first search <laughs> result on Google. Have you actually Googled it? Go on, tell me what your fact is. And Don't I'll... cheat, mate. It's because uh, there was this novel years back here. The Young Outlaw? And it was called The Young Outlaw. How do you know that? It's the top search result on Google. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Genuine? Well, I didn't know that. Look, it was a, a, a book. If you can't see me, which you can't because you're listening to it, uh, I'm looking up to my left to the ceiling, so I'm not looking at my laptop because I don't need to. I haven't Googled it. There was this book called The Young Outlaw, <laughs> and uh, it's from the 18th century. It's glancing down. Yeah. 1875, to be precise, where a young lad gets chucked out of a pub. No, gets chucked out of a, a restaurant <laughs> because he's got no money to pay for his dinner. And what does it say? I've no fucking idea why it's called Bouncer. I don't know. I can't do it without reading on it. (laughs) Apparently, an 1883 newspaper article stated that the bouncer is merely the English chucker out. Is that right? I believe so, Joe, because you've been bounced out of somewhere. The bouncer. Why? Why else would it be? Is it? It's surely there's a better reason. Like a check gets bounced, which means refused. Wow. Ah, that is a better story. That's all I've got. So that would make, yeah. Then if you're the bouncer, then the person who gets thrown out is the bouncy, like a ball, (laughs) bouncy ball. I think we need to take a moment. You're not allowed in. You're not allowed in for another five minutes. You need to go have a glass of water. Mm Whilst we have a little ad break. So, fuck off. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see... We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
I'm Ellis James. And I'm Colin Murray. And in our podcast, Everything to Play For, we take a proper look at the greatest sports stories of all time. We're talking the juiciest rivalries, the bravest underdogs, the biggest comebacks. We are chucking a bit of context into the mix. Yeah, real deep dives like bottom of the ocean. Oh, yes. Do you want to do a PhD in Wayne Rooney? Then listen to this <laughs> podcast. We are taking those big stories of the names that you know, like Andy Murray and Wayne Rooney and Mo Farah and Arsene Wenger and Alex Ferguson. But hopefully, even if you think you know the stories, everything to play for will tell you stuff that you didn't know. Yes. And you can follow everything to play for on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen everywhere from June the 10th and binge seasons early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hey, Mark, what is up with your bad self? Well, hey, Simon, what is up with your bad self? Well, as it turns out, lots is up. Like, actually, what? Like a whole new podcast. They thought we were going away, but we're back. Biggerer and betterer and larger and more is more. And it's going to have reviews of... Big films, small films, weird films, new films... And... And television. Kermode and Mayo's Take. Follow now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Joe, I've had my glass of water. I've also, um, because I was wearing jeans and trainers, I've gone to a bloke who's leaving the club and I've borrowed his trousers and his smart shoes um, so I can get in. You're wearing shorts, though, Joe. How are you going to persuade Paddy that you should come in? Um, I'd go up to uh, Mr. Bouncer and go, hello, Mr. Bouncer. I've got shorts on, as you can see. Uh, It's mainly because... I get quite hot and sweaty, and I like having the ability to air my undercarriage in these <laughs> facilities. Same as me. Do you mind if I come in in shorts, or is it against the policy? It's funny. With wardrobe, it's ridiculous as to... Each landlord would just change their mind as to what they thought was okay or not. Uh, but if it, it was generally no running shoes was the one thing you weren't allowed to wear. That's and we'd see people take their socks off and put them over the top of their shoes. And that try and can't in. be true. <laughs> I promise. What the, the fuck, though? That looks worse than the running shoe. It does. It does. And as they're walking towards you, you'd have a quick look down. And if it's busy, you're like, well, he hasn't got bright white trainers or so you're in. running shoes on. You just wouldn't pay attention because you're looking at people's faces, seeing if you know anyone, trying to recognise them off the little barred list that goes like most towns have got a photo list haven't they of people oh. that aren't allowed in pubs uh joe's on a lot of them but <laughs> the um i don't i actually think i'm on uh infernos in clapham <laughs> i actually do i think i went back one they went you're not in and i went why they were like don't you remember last time i went yeah and they were like no not in i went fair <laughs> i'm off the um yeah, so you're, just, you're looking for people's faces and how they're moving rather than looking at their feet. It's a cursory glance. But I've I've been inside a pub, so you'd be inside and you'd just go, why are you wearing your socks over your shoes? <laughs> Is that not, have you not got blisters? Is that not uncomfortable? Oh, it's no trainers. We still got the trainers on and now I can see them. So really sorry. Like, and if they were in within the last couple of minutes, you'll give them their money back and they can leave. And if they weren't, then... Oh, tough shit, really. You're still leaving. See, oh. this used to wind me up, Joe, because I'm a man who has habitually worn trainers throughout his adult life. And my argument, Paddy, and again, this never got me into Manhattan's or indeed Fifth Avenue in Peterborough, would be that simply by judging a man by his footwear was no judge whatsoever of his character. And that perhaps I'd put more care into choosing sure these 
trainers than a lot of people would if they were wearing shiny black shoes. Well, again, shiny black shoes are an absolute no-go. You don't want those. It's <gasps> crazy. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you. Oh, you'd let me in? No, because the landlord said he doesn't want you in, but I'd agree with the state. Is that play on? Can you reserve the right? Does the landlord reserve the right to refuse entry to anyone? For any reason whatsoever. Fuck off. That cannot be Legally in this protected. day and age. True story. How's that? How's that? Fair is the oh well yeah <laughs> <laughs> are we just doing are we just doing far far Sorry, back I've got a small child at home so I randomly burst into noises I can do that the <laughs> I uh, is it fair not for me to say couldn't possibly but that's that they can do what they want because they're the person that owns the license they don't they can give you whatever reason they want. Yeah, but you're not going to be. I guess it comes down to reputation, doesn't it? If you then end up being an establishment that refuses entry to any Tom, Dick, and Harry just for being, do you know what I mean? Then you'll fuck it off, won't you? You'll fuck it off. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever found, Joseph, my mate Martin has. Uh, no. He's just literally. Hang on, Martin Massage. Sorry, that's what he's called, yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> because he used to be a masseur. Really? That's I'll, why I'll he's called you, Martin I'll Massage. Tell you the story, I'll, okay. I'll um, and he used to play amateur rugby. He was an open-side flanker. Shaved head, broken nose, nicest man in the world, but he finds that people will want to start fights with him yeah. if he's in an un- unfamiliar pub because they reckon he's the hard man. Joe, have you had that situation? Yeah, I've, I've, had, a, I've had a couple of run-ins like that. Um, How'd you deal with it? Back in my youth, I would actively encourage that behaviour towards me. I'd actually embrace it and be like, yeah, fuck it, I'm up for a scrap now. Now, in fact, in fact, the last time that happened, I ended up being held back by a couple of mates only for Daisy to hit me with a right hook and an uppercut. <laughs> and I don't think I've, I've, I've done it again, to be honest. Because um, you get that a bit older, you, you have kids and that, and you, go, and you just can't be arsed. You just want to have a nice time. But when when you're younger, oh fucking hell! I used to it's love a thrill a to fight. Used to love a row. Used to love it. Used to yeah. love having a fucking scrap. I remember. Oh god, no! I can't say that one. <laughs> can't say that one. Although one time I did this poor lad. I had to go around his house the next day because Daisy's mum was like, "I work with this lad's mum, and you will go around there and you will apologise." And I went, "Fucking hell!" All right. So I went round with a six pack and. Some f- and some scratch cards. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that bad. <laughs> Beating fuck out of this poor lad, and then the next day I went round and was six pack of beers and some scratch cards, and said, "Here you go, Steve. Sorry about last night." Did he? Did he win anything on the scratch cards? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't stay long enough, or I didn't keep in contact long enough. I just went, <laughs> "Sorry about last night." So, sorry, mate. Don't worry about it. Cheers. And then left, left like that. Um, His fault or your fault? Someone else's fault. Oh, third party. Um, have you ever said, your name's not down, you're not coming in? Yeah. N- that, surely that's a clue. You actually say that. When you said if, it, if did you go... a list of people coming to a private function in one of the pubs you're working in, yeah. yeah, yeah you your must... name's not down, you're not coming in. Yeah, you your must... Name... Before saying it, you must have been like, oh, I can't... Is there a different way? Of... Oh, God. Do you... There isn't a different way of saying it, unless you're a cock. So you could turn the, <laughs> you could turn the clipped board around and go, could you find your name on there for me, please? That is go, more dickish, well, it's, yeah. it's not on there. And you go, well, toodaloo then. That's better. Well, that's much that's... better. I like that a lot. I <laughs> like that so go, much really more. sorry, I can't find your name. <laughs> you're not coming in tom what would be your approach you're on the door what are you doing so you want to get in and your name's not down yeah hello um 
I'm here for uh, Francesca's. Francesca's. She's a. You're out already. <laughs> I'm drunk. Made up name. I'm here for Francis's party. Yeah, I'm afraid it's not Francis's party here tonight. It's a private party, so we'll um, see you next time. Okay, I'm here for the private party. And whose party is it, please? Uh, whoever's name is at the top of that sheet you've got. <laughs> Sorry, what's your name? Oh, uh, fuck. You're not letting me in, are you? <laughs> um, Do you ever get bribed, Paddy? In that situation, <laughs> if Joe had offered me, you know, stuck £20 in my hand or... Oh, no, it's never financial. Oh. What do you mean, never financial? Enough, what? Well, it's sex. What? Generally, if I take you around the corner and give you a, a blowjob, will you let me in? Is that why yeah, it's called the slurping toad? That might be why it is now. The only yeah. way you can get in is uh, round the... <laughs> what about fake IDs? Now we're talking, oh, Joe. You know, super bad. I'm, t- I'm thinking yeah. McLovin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, one name. Who, <laughs> one name. Who the fuck are you? Seal? It's <laughs> so, <laughs> so good. Do you... Can you... T- is it easy to see a fake ID or do you, do you uh, care? Quite. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um... So if it was good enough that I couldn't tell, then I didn't care. Mm. But there were some truly shit ones. There were ones that were printed off at a home computer and laminated. <laughs> Shittest one you've school. ever seen. <laughs> the most offensive one I've ever seen was someone giving me their own driving licence. They plainly weren't old enough and they just thought I couldn't do maths. I was like, well, that's fucking rude. <laughs> You're 17. <laughs> and then them just saying, do it again. You're like, no, I can count. You are 17, off you go. And then they were devastated that I could actually count. But... The shittest one I've ever seen, I think it's just it's just that one that was done at home and then laminated at school or in their dad's office or wherever. I mean, they have laminated out. it. Yeah, Gone. but there's a bit of effort there. It's not a card. It's just like a library card. It was shit. Let's say there's a group of five of you. Mm. You've been together all, all night. Mm. You've had maybe two or three hours of drinking. You get to the door and one of you is refused entry. The other four could enter. Do you Judas your ejected mate and go in anyway, or do you blow out the rest of what could be an extraordinarily good evening to show solidarity with your mate? Yeah, I think you book an Uber, you say, come on, we're going to go elsewhere. The Uber comes, you let that one mate who who hasn't got in get in first, you shut the door (laughs) and you fuck him off. You (laughs) go in, have a good night. Well, it's his fault. He should have just been less drunk, eh? This episode is sponsored by the following fine people. The Long Walk to Neil Freeman. Double N, it's Nishant Nereyeth. Forgetting Angus Marshall. And in it to win it, Rob Springit. Burn baby Dan Burns, Marla Harrington-Smith and his dad Dale. Où est le swimming pool? It's Claire Poole. Niels von Hinton Reed like Driftwood Jack Travis. King Louis Morgan Proud Mary the Joystick Ben Joyce. And all killer no filler, it's Ian Miller. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor and grow the show today. Right, serious, a serious topic here. Drugs. Completely. What are the telltale signs that actually this lot got some fucking drugs on the go? When they're trying to share it amongst themselves. So they're either all disappeared to the toilets at the same time, which for blokes is unusual. Girls, you're like, yeah, all right. Yeah. But for blokes, you don't normally all get the loo at the same time. So that's the first thing to go and have a look for. Uh, and also, if you haven't yet gone, you're trying to share it amongst each other. They always get really close and do a lot of handshaking because <laughs> yeah. they're trying to pass it off to each other. And you're like, that's as subtle as a brick in the face, isn't it? It's just, you, you stand out. What if they're playing kabaddi? <laughs> they generally don't play kabaddi. Oh. That might surprise you, Joe, actually, but I don't think I've ever encountered a game of kabaddi. 
in one of the pubs I've worked in. Well, there, there's, there you go. It's not any a, any it's drug takers that go for a game to play. If you want to hide your drug taking, just be going around together, kabaddi, kabaddi, kabaddi. Drink spiking. Yeah, I fucking hate that. You know, I spoke about being peacekeepers earlier and how you just don't want any violence, but I've got little sisters. That must that must be the toughest one. The, yeah, the, there's absolutely no way. You're going out via the back to the police. Yeah. And the police aren't coming in to get you because we'll take you out when we're ready. Yeah. You, you don't do that. They're the lowest of the low. They're the ones That's, that you're like. Yeah. How can you tell what are the signs? Do you see it's, the act or do you see the No, you never see the act. Well, I've, sorry, you never see the act. I've never seen the act. It will be a girl who didn't look that drunk or very drunk pretty quickly look like she's absolutely paralytic or stop talking to the person they're with yet want to go everywhere with them. So if they're leaning on them to walk a lot but they're not talking, you haven't seen them before. You know, like I said, I was in a, a smallish town. You recognise couples, you recognise groups and regulars, etc. And if they came in together and they were obviously on a date or they'd just met, you can tell, like, when I'm out for dinner with my wife, you look at the table and you go, oh, look, I bet they're on a first date. Um, you can tell how, well, you think you can tell how well they know each other. If he's then leading her out the pub and she's leaning on him a lot or she's, and they're not really having a conversation and she's pretty drunk and he isn't, yeah. That's not cool. And I'm really sorry if this is the ultimate cock block and you were guaranteed, but it's not happening. It's just not fucking happening. You are, you, you're not going anywhere. We're phoning the police and we're going to try and open your phone and find a friend. That's when your super protector spidey senses come in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's, it's absolutely unacceptable. And I hate to think that that had ever happened. And I don't know anyone I've ever worked the door with that doesn't feel the same way. So you, you you've spoken about being able to manhandle men yeah. if it gets too far. Yeah. But what about dealing with women that are getting out of hand that same. you need to remove? Does it differ any anyway, or do you just approach yeah. it the same? That's a good question. It's do you approach it the same? Yes, kind of, because you've thought of, it's it's practicing for anything makes you quite good at it and makes you more willing to do stuff that other people might think is either uncomfortable or, or not right. And if in your head you've gone, if someone ever does this, this is what I'm going to do, well, then you're probably reasonably prepared for it. And if a woman were ever to try and swing a glass bottle at my head or something like that, well, I'm going to put your arms by your side, I'm going to pick you up, and I'm going to carry you out, I'm going to throw you into the flower bed. And your gender's <laughs> fucking irrelevant. You've just tried to glass me. Although um, it's interesting that you said flower bed. There was a the flower beans. bed outside <laughs> yeah. one of the pubs that was quite a good landing spot for people. It's about three to four paces away from the front door. I'm just picturing that poor girl in Matilda being swung around by her head and then clearing <laughs> the fence. Oh, by trunchbull. <laughs> by trunchbull and then just landing just lovely in those flower beds. Sorry. That's a, that's a good image. Yeah, it wasn't quite like that, sadly. But Biggest fight you've ever seen? Euros. Probably... 50 or 60 blokes fighting in a pub that used to be called the Priory. I don't know what it's called now. It was famous because on a Thursday night it was pound a pint. And then there was the Euros. And that was huge. In a pub that could hold 150 people, to have a third of them fighting... That's quite impressive. Was uh, What yeah, kicked it off? Fucking football. I've abs- I don't understand anything about football fans, but something kicked it off. Uh, maybe someone went to score and missed or what have you and somebody spilt a pint over somebody else's arm. But that has escalated massively. The third of oh, a it's, it's But when ridiculous. it's that big, it's quite like... 
if I'm the security on at that place and it's that big a fight, I'm like, Are you like a rugby referee where you just let it burn itself out. No, I might, I might get involved. Ooh, yeah, you do. You know, just not to, not to break <laughs> it up, but. Oh well, you know, like okay. you know, like you see in it, like <laughs> like you see in uh, films where, oh, I'm tr- what one have I seen latest? Oh, I saw Dark Knight Rises the other night, and um, they're all battling at the end. The police officers and the, the the cons that have been let out, and then Bane and Batman. You see the classic ones. It's the same in Braveheart where they see each other across the the battleground, and then the two individuals go at each other. I, j- I want to be one of those little fights that's going on in the like background. Side dish fight. Yeah, like a side dish fight. Just go, when it's that many, I think it's like, yeah, play on. I'm not encouraging that or, you know, to, but I think that's what I'd naturally be drawn to do rather than split it up. Okay, so that's a bit of a jolly, you know, big fight, but maybe yeah, like, fun. have you ever been in a situation where you're like, oh, fuck, actually, someone's pulled something on me or I'm in a bit of bother here? Yeah, the, well, the funniest time someone's ever tried to stab me was a, a lad the with The funniest a... time someone's <laughs> ever tried to stab me yeah, is one of our best lines ever. So. But someone, someone pulled a quite a big plot. I don't know what's wrong with him. He pulled out a, a big key, a house key. He went, I'm going to fucking stab you with a key. I was like, mate, <laughs> I'm pretty... F- a big house key? Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty fat. You're going to be stabbing a long time before you hit anything important. You, you know, and that thankfully diffused it but i was just thinking what what are you gonna do with a key but i've had knives pulled on me in the past the one that i thought was just bravado was a young lad who was about 17 it was summer we were at that place called the priory he used to to be able to sit outside on a patio next to marks and spencers so you know you've got granny doris going in to buy a chicken coming out next to an 18 year old who's been watching football all day on a saturday and he's absolutely shit-faced it's a interesting juxtaposition but you had this lad sat there drinking a pint and i thought he looked quite young so i went up and just said have you got any id and he didn't and i said okay well he, he had a fraction of a pint left so i said look finish that but then you've got to go because you don't have any id you can't stay he got really angry and aggressive and said, right, I'm going to go and get a knife. Uh, and you're, you're fucking dead. When I get back, you're dead. And I was like, all right, okay. It's, it's bravado. It's a kid. Whatever. And he trots off, comes back. And then about 10 minutes later, and I thought that was the end of it. About 10 minutes later, a really panicked kid comes around on his BMX up to the steps outside the patio and goes, Mr. 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 The, that lad's coming back. And, and I've forgotten who by this point. I'm like, what, what are you? Are you okay? Is everything right? Like, do you need help? Is What's the problem? No, no, that lad you kicked out. Like, oh, yeah, 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 he's coming back. And I was like, right. I still don't see that how this is a paddy problem. This sounds like someone else's issue at the minute. No, I don't understand how this is a paddy problem. Yeah, I like like, this, this isn't a me problem. This is a you problem, lad. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he, he's got the knife. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay, right. Well, suddenly this is a paddy problem. I need to deal <laughs> with this. So I just phone the police and just said it sounds like someone's on their way to stab me and i'm at this place would you and they're like well sure enough the lad did have a knife it was a massive rambo effort uh and he turned up to the front of the pub and was like, oh, i said i was gonna fucking stab you i was like well now i know i'm not gonna get stabbed well i'm pretty confident i'm not because you are not close to me you're stood at a distance and you're waving it around telling me you're gonna stab me i imagine if you wanted to stab me you'd stab me 
I just was like, all right, okay, well, come on up the steps and stab me, and then we can carry on. <laughs> you sound remarkably calm. There's not a lot else to do, Joe, to be fair. <laughs> but I stood outside the front... a chair or something? Or... Well, I did. That's The story goes on. The, um... <laughs> Tom! <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so he then takes a couple of steps up, and like I said, it's got a patio out the front, and it's got those steel-framed wicker chairs. So he comes up. And I was just leaning on one, talking to you and going, mate, there's no way you're going to stab me from the bottom of the stairs. You've got to come up Oh, you were goading him. As a little. I'm like, either <laughs> I want you to get bored or I want you to actually do something so that we can do something. So he came up the stairs. Uh, and at that point, I just picked up the chair that I was leaning on and pinned him against the wall. And was like, right, you're going to drop the fucking knife just as the police arrived. Which is good because I was kind of out of options at that point. I was like, I've now got you pinned against the wall. I can't take my arms down can't let the chair down i'm pissing you off now aren't i um like i say it wasn't a big it's just a 17 year old with an anger problem i'd get claustrophobic if you pin me with that chair thankfully i'm really heavy and he was pretty light so it was definitely in my favor what are the most dangerous places to be a bouncer big cities or the small towns no big cities without a doubt people can disappear they can do something and then disappear so they don't they don't care that anonymity gives them security doesn't it if you're if you're in a small town and you want to do something uh, well you're not coming back here again are you because i know who you are and you're now barred for life so see you later but yeah big city so i've worked in oxford and birmingham Um, i used to hear stories that coventry was pretty bad uh it's like some coventry bouncers have written books that are relative that have got harrowing parts in them birmingham it was rough if people wanted it to be rough anonymity of a big city we've got the top three roughest places to be a bouncer in a nightclub is birmingham there we go what do you think two and three are i reckon you could stick a glasgow in there no it goes birmingham with 245 crimes Mm -hmm. liverpool with 146 and leeds with 124 yeah i just clarify i don't have the information of whether that's a night or <laughs> a week or a month. A night of violence. So, <laughs> so uh, forgive me for my lack of accurate fact-finding, but, yeah, it turns out that Birmingham's pretty uh, pretty rough. Not that we should avoid going there. It's, it's a lovely place. There must sounds like you want to avoid going there, then. <laughs> okay, fine. You know, bar men and women, mm. and if you're feeling generous... Sometimes you go, oh, have one on me. Mm. You go, have a drink or whatever. And they, oh, do you want to have one with me? You know, do a shot together, you know. Do they ever do that with, with bouncers? Are you allowed to have a drink or do you have to be stone cold sober? Not whilst working. Right. Though I dare say people probably have. Yeah. Like if someone's put a pint behind the bar for you, you just might have a sip here and there. But but you're strict pro. You're just, oh, yeah, yeah no, I've got to stay. Absolutely. I've got to stay on yeah. the, in the moment. Yeah. I've got to keep my wits about me. Just protecting all the people. Did you ever, did you ever put on like a, a, a fake voice? No, never. What? Never. Like, oh, fucking hell. I, I, <laughs> if I worked at, even What's if your it was... the voice? Oh, mate. Mm. You're coming in then. And like, and if they started getting a little bit like, yeah, please, or if they started being, if they were, if they, oh. <laughs> if they were nice, if they, like, if they would turn out to be like little shits or whatever, and they, I'd keep it up, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah, all right, mate, give us your ID, let me have, yeah, give them a bit of a hard time, fucking giving it, if they're all right, but I'd, I'd start in that voice, I'd be like, oh, and then I'd go, hello, mate, and then, then they'd be like, what's happened to your voice? And I said, well, this is my nanny voice. 
you know, I'm calm and collected and helping you uh, understand what's going to happen tonight. And what I'm going to tell you is, if there's any trouble, I'll be ejecting you from this fucking unit, all right? Like that, that's how it'd go. Like I'd it. have fun with it. You should put, try, try your bouncer voice. I think it's similar to you, Joe, because I don't have the bulk of you two boys, so I've got to bring some form of menace in a way that I don't naturally possess. Yeah, but I think your stature brings that menace. Yeah. Because you're like small, skinny... Um, lean, Joe, lean. Lean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, lean. Uh, balding? <laughs> this helps with me. <laughs> You know, you're you're that sort of like, all right, guys, how you doing? You know, the, you're I'll the be calm like a mate. Yeah. What I really want to know is, do like groups of bouncers? Yeah. Have you seen Anchorman? Okay, I've seen it enough to know where you're going. Yeah. You know, like all the different news <laughs> teams meet in the alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know: is there like a bouncer? <gasps> like, is there like oh. Those bouncers over at the slug yeah. and lettuce, yeah, yeah, we'll fucking have them. They're they're too fucking soft, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or or they're a bit mean. Those ones over there, they're, yeah. they're, come here. I want to see a big fucking bouncer off. Is that something that happens, or have I just I made mean, that up in my head? The bouncer off bit doesn't, but oh. the clique between groups definitely does. Oh, is there? There's, yeah, there's a there'll be a couple of different firms that have various pubs and places in in a town, and they'll just belong together and stick together. And then the other firm is. Well, they're shit, aren't they? They're not us. And it's, it's, there's absolutely nothing to base that on whatsoever, except for, oh, one of those blokes is a dick. So they must all be, by proxy, knobs. So, yeah, no, we don't like them. Uh, but there's no, no basis for it at all. It's ridiculous. Do you shit yourself at stag do's and hen do's, or is one worse than the other? Oh. Or are they both bad? Uh, stag do's aren't that bad. Hindus are absolutely fucking horrendous. Really? Absolutely horrendous. You guarantee you're going to be molested. You're going to have to do some shit task with somebody <laughs> that you don't want to do. You're going to end up smelling of cheap perfume with lipstick on your collar. Um, and if you're going back to a significant other, that's always annoying. The <laughs> It's just shit. How are you explaining that one? In a pub. Yeah, it's like, why do you smell of perfume when you're covered in lipstick? Hindu. Oh, yeah. There have been a lot of Hindus to get... But we well, yeah, have it's a pop. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, stag do's are all right. Generally, they're not looking for trouble. Stag do's never looking for trouble. It, it makes... might find them, but they're not looking for it. So yeah, you can come in. That's fine. Hendy's just a fucking nightmare. I remember being ejected by uh, an establishment on a stag do because I'd arrived late to the stag do and I was trying to catch up with all the boys and set the set the pace with the drinking games and stuff like that and um i was doing the the classic how's that if i hand you your drink you've got to say not out whereas and if you don't i go huzzah and then you have to see it off yeah classic game so i'd been getting a lot of boys on that and it was a bit of fun all that lot and sort of leading the way on that yeah yeah yeah. i know my fucking games do you know what i mean so in this establishment, having a, I was having a spaghetti carbonara, actually. We were splitting two tables, and they sent one of the waiters over with a bottle of red wine. And it was open, and he, he said, oh, do you want some of this, sir? I was like, yeah, yeah, please. And he handed it to me, and as I, I took it off, he went, how's that? And I went, pardon? And the other table, because they'd set it up, went, how's that? How's that? But because I've been so strict on the rules with everyone else and fucking them over... 
I had to commit to this. So I've seen off this bottle of red, <laughs> fucking chewed my way through it. I was like, oh my God, I have to do it. Otherwise, do you know what I mean? The ego and all that lot. And with that, I managed to keep it down. I was doing all right to begin with. And then I had to go excuse myself to the toilet. And believe it or not, I didn't go and throw up. I needed a massive shit. Did you? Massive shit. <laughs> So I've gone in there and I've spent about 20 minutes trying to like keep keep that uh, bottle of red down and have a massive poo. As soon as I come out the thing, I'm escorted straight out, bounced right on each shit? arm. You're out, get out, get out. And I'm like, what the fuck? You've thrown up everywhere. It's fucking disgusting. But I was like, no, I haven't. I've just done a massive shit and it's in the toilet. It's not everywhere else. I don't know why I've been... Fr- and it, it became pretty apparent that they were worried that because I was a bigger lad and all that lot yeah. that that had happened. They were like prevention, you know, yeah, yeah. better than it actually going too far. So I was just escorted like that, and I was like, "Oh, what?" And half the boys stayed in there whilst I was out trying to find another place to get in. <laughs> didn't even throw up. Um, drunk people, yeah, bearable, funny, or does it is it a bit like a DJ where they're like. Can you play fucking share? I believe next one, next one, and you're like fucking shut up. Ninety five percent are really annoying, but the five percent that aren't are so funny that makes up for the rest. <laughs> it's amazing. You can get an absolute blinder in there. He's like, yeah, okay, I don't mind this at all. This is quite good fun. You can hang around. Um, versus those it was just a nightmare because they're pissing everybody else off mm. but you, your funny drunks are just they're gold dust they're worth their weight in gold they're absolutely amazing because you're stood in the front door all night bored like chatting to your mate who <laughs> it depends on what they do for a living but if they don't do much they've got nothing to talk about There's, no one chats you know, yeah you're like okay here we go and then someone would come along and just be an absolute clown. You'd be like this is fucking genius thank you so much more thank but, you yeah. you can come back you can come back yeah Joe, who is the most amusing drunk amongst your England teammates? The most amusing drunk? It used to be Johnny May. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. Just because he doesn't drink often and you'd fucking go bonkers. Yeah. You just never know what's going to happen. Elliot Daly is probably the the guy you can drink most people on the table and still be just on great form constant so i'll give it i'll probably give it oh yeah i'll give it to him I, it pains me to say it because it'll be so incredibly smug if he finds out i've said this but i'll give it to him yeah he's great laugh and who by contrast would you wish to avoid marcus smith what because he's like a nine-year-old girl <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell gets two fucking pints in him and he's like giggling like a nine-year-old child which he's not actually far off being but um <laughs> No, no, he needs to just hold his... He, he needs to <laughs> learn to just hold it a little bit longer. Um, but no, they're, they're my two, I think. Well, Paddy, it has been wonderful speaking to you, but Thank do you me. mind if me and Joe end this podcast by each taking uh, an arm and frog-marching you out of the studio and lobbing you onto the pavement? Go on, frog him. Well, do you want to do that to Paddy now? Not. Well, I ain't got any zip ties, but... Uh, oh, brilliant <laughs> he's brought his own frogging equipment <laughs> Paddy thanks so much mate thank you cheers thanks very much so having heard all that Joe are you personally going to be a bouncer or no I think the older I've got the more mellow I've got slightly and I think I'd be better at it now 
if you're asking young Joe, no, 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 he's like that jumped up looking for a fight, probably on a load of roids, ready to rip someone's head off. But if you're asking middle-aged Joe now, which is what you are doing, because you just did that, then his answer is what I'm going to say, because I'm sick and tired of talking about myself in the third person. And I'll just respond with, I think I'd make a reasonable bouncer, but the late nights might just get me a little bit. I need my beauty sleep, so I'll give it a miss this time if you're offering, Tom. If you were to do it, would you do it in a full suit with bow tie, old school fashion? What? There was no chat about wearing a bow tie. That's a game changer, is it? What fucking bouncer do you know wears a bow tie? Okay, I've confused them with a boring dancer. Thanks for the answer, Joe. I'm going to recommend a slightly different podcast this week. It's the Gamite Thomas Cycling Club, which is, of course, a fantastic podcast with a little rugby bent this week, Joe, because Gowan is joined by none other than former England captain and England manager. I think he had a strange job title. Martin Johnson. The Martin Johnson. The Martin Johnson. Loves his cycling. With, like, the brow. The one who looks like one of Bert and Ernie from the Sesame Street. You can say that if you like, Joe. Having been on the episode where Martin Johnson joined us, I am now a big fan. He loves his cycling. I saw a side to him, Joe, that I'd never seen before. A softer side. Slightly softer. A slightly softer side. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, good. I'll give that a listen then. But more importantly, the the show that you prefer mm-hmm. doing. Oh, okay, yeah. Who have we got next week? Joe, we've got a restaurant critic. A critique. It's a restaurant critique. Well, we shall find out, won't we, Joe? We'll find out. I don't need to find out. That's what you think. No, you need to find out. Yeah. I will. Go on then. Bye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.